It's been said that few adults in past generations ever encountered throughout their entire lives what today's kids get on an almost daily basis, unless they're in a war zone. All brands and degrees of perversion and violence are now just a click away. First it was on TV and in films, then came video games and the easy access to the internet. And frankly today, it's in the schools and right in our own homes. And as appetites go, eventually so goes real life. To say that many kids today are being traumatized on a routine basis without even realizing it may not be too far off the mark. And though many of our kids appear to acclimate to what society throws at them easier than others, there are still many kids who haven't fared so well. They're having a tougher time coping with all that they were never designed to encounter at such tender ages in the first place. They've been called rebels, outcasts, troubled teenagers, latchkey kids, juvenile delinquents, and a whole host of other not-so-flattering monikers. And it hurts. Today, we're going to be discussing ways to mitigate some of that pain as we talk with the author of When Your Kid Is Hurting. That's next on Licensed to Parent. And if your child is hurting, you have come to the right place. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long, Christ-centered, therapeutic residential program for teens in crisis, and by extension, their families. Our host on the program is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, you, of course, deal with hurting kids all the time here at Shepherds Hill. Mm-hmm. In today's opening, did I just paint too dark a picture about the uh, condition of our society and the effect it's having on the psychological, emotional, spiritual, and I guess I'd say even the physical health of many of today's young people? Not at all. Uh, But I suppose it could still be argued that it depends on what side of the American parenting tracks you actually grew up on, so to speak. Um, On one side of the tracks, there's this huge group of parents who've been very complicit in following the road most traveled. Yeah. Uh, maybe they attend church on Easter, but they, you know, always want to be sure that Junior is comfortable and accommodated because, of course, his happiness is preeminent. Uh, in fact, they often boast that Junior is the most important thing in their lives. Uh, things like sports and grades and popularity, career, social status, style, and stuff are all implicitly taught as largely unspoken priorities in the pursuit of success. And then there's that smaller group of parents on the other side of the tracks who've done what I would consider a stellar job of preparing their kids to encounter this crazy world. They've exercised and enforced healthy values and boundaries in their homes. They've taught and modeled a, a healthy and well-balanced biblical worldview while giving their kids the adequate time needed to develop healthy relationships. They love God first. They don't make idols out of their kids. Yeah. And yet the dark reality is that still, even in some of these cases, uh, raised in these stellar homes, uh, they can sometimes still be bitten by the cultural vampire, too. And so I think parents more than ever can benefit from the book that today's guest has written. It's called When Your Kid is Hurting. Uh, because I happen to believe that even the kids who appear to be doing okay today still have uh, a lot to work through, Rich, simply by virtue of the times we live in. Indeed they do. Well, let's bring on today's guest and welcome him into the conversation. Dr. Kevin Lehman is an internationally known psychologist and a New York Times bestselling author of more than 60 books. He has been with us on the program before, and uh, he's the author of books such as The Birth Order Book, Have a New Kid by Friday, and, of course, the new book that uh, you just mentioned, When Your Kid is Hurting, Helping Your Child Through the Tough Days, a book, by the way, that he hopes will give parents the tools they need to help their children cope. 
Dr. Lehman and his wife, Sandy, live in Tucson, Arizona. They have five children and four grandchildren. Well, Dr. Lehman, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Well, it's good to be with you guys. You've written over 60 books, uh, including Making Your Children uh, Mine Without Losing Yours and Have a New Kid by Friday. Why is this book just now coming out, and, and why are you seeing it uh, as the root cause of, of so many uh, hurting, hurting kids today? Well, I'll tell you the absolute truth. I didn't want to write the book. Oh, okay. Uh, the publisher came to me with this idea, and the more I thought about it, the more elusive it was because it's sort of hard to get your arms around kids who are hurting. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean if the three of us would just say what we would say to our kid when they're hurting, my guess would be that none of us would say the right thing. We would say things like, well, honey, it's going to be okay. Really? How do you know it's going to be okay, parent? You're not the one that's being called pizza face at school. Right. Uh, so it, it was a tough, uh, a tough assignment. I'll show you how stupid I am. Uh, they they talked me into it, and I did it. <laughs> and I'm glad, and I ended up liking it. I liked what uh, came out. I liked the end result, and I've got a lot of good uh, feedback from parents since it's been released. And uh, I've tried to give kids themselves a toolbox of things that they can say and do when they're being targeted by other kids mm -hmm. in the peer group. And I think that makes the book worth its weight in gold, quite frankly. I, I think it's safe to say that most every kid goes through some level of being picked on or being bullied or whatever, but at some point we cross a particular line. So as, as parents, how do we know when our kids have been pushed over that line, when they've been traumatized, let's say? Well, lots of times you'll see it by the withdrawal. They don't want to go to school anymore. Or you might not see the friends that used to show up with great regularity. All of a sudden, they're not there. Mm. Because, see, one of the things that happens with kids is the best friends forever phenomenon. Some kids are going to just show signs that things are not well in the social network. So the best friends forever, you got the 11, 12-year-old kid who was one of three little peas in a pot, and all of a sudden your daughter is odd man out because guess what? She just said she thought some kid was cute. And that's enough to rag on the kid on Facebook and isolate her. And when she comes to sit down in the lunchroom with her former buddies, they say, you're not wanted here. Nobody likes you. And so this book equips that kid with comebacks for situations like that. Okay. But I'm just telling parents, you ask the questions, how do you know? All of a sudden, the, sometimes their clothing changes, how they dress. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, there aren't the friends that were around. All of a sudden, they're withdrawn and don't want to do things that they did regularly for a long period of time. And those are all signs that things are not well in River City. Mm -hmm. And so, as a parent, when you see some of these things... A helpful thing to say is, you know, honey, I, I could be wrong. Now, notice I'm starting out. I could be wrong. But you look like you've had a rough couple days. Uh, I don't know if now is the time, or maybe you don't even want to talk about it. But if you do want to talk about it, I want you to know I'll take the time and I'll be all ears. Mm -hmm. And see, that kid, as you know, might show up on your bed 
literally, sitting on your bed at 10 o'clock that night, and you can't shut them up all of a sudden. Yeah. Can you give an example of some of these comebacks, and can some of these traumas ever be turned into teachable moments as opposed to life-altering liabilities? Well, I'll give you two examples to start with. One of them is good, very good, and one of them is bad. Now, let me give you the bad one first. A kid says, you're fat. So a kid says, you're ugly or even. Well, that's a response, Mm -hmm. but it also ups the ante, so to speak. But another way of handling that is, wow, I didn't realize you felt that bad about yourself. Now, when you say that to a kid, he shrinks, especially when the peer group is watching what's going on. And now your son or daughter looks like a champion, and the other kid, quite frankly, looks like a chump. Right. And again, I think if you can give some of these small tips to kids, they now see you, parent, as old as you are, 38, as someone who's a resource for me, someone that's got wisdom, someone I can turn to. And that's one of the things you want to do when your kid is hurting. Mm -hmm. Today's parents are famous for rescuing their kids over and over, but you mentioned there are three times when uh, you should not step in and help your child. Can you talk about these? Yeah, well, there's lots of times you shouldn't step in. You know, basically... Don't do for your kid what your kid can do for themselves. Right. You know, when your kid is hurting, and you know there was a specific kid that did them in, your carnal reaction is to go over and clean the kid's clock. Right. You know, punch them out in Christian-loving way. You know? Lay hands on uh, them. <laughs> Lay hands on them. <laughs> yeah. And, and parent, you just can't do that. Right. You have to think your way through this, and you need to learn to respond rather than react. Right. You know, if your physician says to you, you had a reaction to the medication, that's not good. If he says or she says, uh, you responded to the medication, that's good. If that'll help people, keep that in mind. Learn to respond rather than react. Right. And responding sometimes is just simply saying, I can tell you're hurting. I can, I can tell things aren't well. And again, the way of dealing with that kind of stress is to allow that kid to talk. Now, here's the hard part, parent, without turning into Judge Judy. Mm -hmm. Judgments will push you apart from your child. And many times kids are telling us things that, quite frankly, we don't agree with and we don't understand. But to just go to the reaction and make the judgment will drive the kid away from you. So take time to listen without judgment. So as I tell parents, you can stand next to your child. You can have their back and be behind them. What you can't do is snowplow the roads of life for them. Recently, the people at Fox in New York asked me to do an op-ed about what they called, someone called lawnmower parenting. And I, I just made the statement that, you know, again, you can be with your child, you can stand by their side. You can, you can have their backside, but you cannot snowplow the roads of life for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is a new term someone just came up with, but I had a laugh because I'm ta- I've been talking about this for 35 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an art form, Trace and Rich. You have to have some discipline yourself as a parent to know when to keep your mouth shut and just listen. Mm-hmm. And again, some of the things you're going to hear from the kids are, are not really things you want to hear. Right. And I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's true, too, if you can't discipline yourself to kind of hold your tongue, 
and offer your advice a little bit too freely that eventually your child will come to you uh, looking for some prescription. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, they will. If they if they read you as a listener, and this is a good one. Okay, your kid comes in. He's 16 years old, and he wants to drive down to Atlanta to a concert. Mm-hmm. And what's the initial reaction that most parents would say to that? Hey, you're not driving 60-some miles at night all the way down to Atlanta with another 16-year-old guy to hear some goofball sing. Well, that that probably represents a lot of what parents might say to a kid who wants to go to a rock concert 60 miles away. The smarter way of playing that out is, wow, that must be some concert. Hey, tell me about the group. Hey, could you download their music? I'd love to hear it. You have a CD? I'm so old, I like CDs. You have a CD? I'd love to pop it in my car and listen to it on the way to work tomorrow. Now, your kid at that point will probably fall over. (laughs) Because they didn't expect that. You just threw them a curveball. And if that son or daughter is in the car with you and you have a CD or something, pop it in, or they can they can just uh, download it and play it through the car, you hear this terrible music coming, okay? It's terrible. A lot of it is. I think it's terrible. You think it's terrible. But have some fun with it. Move your head. Bop around. Play to the music. And say, hmm. Wow, I can see why you like those guys. Am I saying to let your kid go 60 miles? No, I'm not. So you're basically cutting things off the pass where they won't want to go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? So many times, and let's face it, kids want us is the excuse. Oh, boy, yeah. They want to go back to the peer group and say, listen, my dad will let me go. Yep. My mom will let me go. And I say, so be it. Let's be the patsy. Let's be the the fall guy for your kid. Because it's rough out there. Boy, my daughter told me that uh, time and time again. She says, Dad, you know, I I thought I hated you when you wouldn't let me go here. You wouldn't let me do this. And, uh, you know, she says, but boy, I used you over and over as the the fall guy. And she says, thank you. You know, I get little notes on my car steering wheel and the seat in my office, you know, Thank you for making me do that. Thank you for not letting me do that and, you know, for being the fall guy. So you're, you're exactly right. And parents, we should be mature enough to, to, to be able to take that hit. Uh, but there's a fine line between being uh, protective uh, or overprotective uh, as, as a parent. Can you help flesh that out a little bit? Well, again, I think the urge for us as parents to do too many things for our kids is universal. Mm-hmm. We bring up kids... With this thought in mind, I want my kid to be happy. So we buy them too many things. We make them the center of the universe. And when you do that, (laughs) you don't realize it, parent, but there's no room for God in a kid's life as soon as you make them the center of the universe. Well, they become the God. Yeah, so if your goal is to be a good parent, then you have to understand that the Christian home needs to be a place where kids learn to fail. Mm-hmm. And failure isn't anything any parent wants to sign up for. Well, I want to listen to this program. It's about failure. <laughs> well, ask yourself, how did you get to where you are today? I always say if you see a turtle on a fence post, you know he didn't get there by himself. So you had some people who believed in you, and they had faith in you that you were going to do the right thing. Part of this is an art form, and this is some of the questions you're asking 
again, remind me of how difficult it was to put this book together. Yeah. Because it's, it's a little slippery. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I think we should look at our kids more as adults in training rather than this perpetual adolescence until they're 30 years old and living in our basement playing video games. Uh, but we're up against a break here, so Rich? Yep. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. We're talking today with Dr. Kevin Lehman. He's the author of about 60 books on parenting and other disciplines as well. But the one we're talking about today is a book called When Your Kid is Hurting, Helping Your Child Through the Tough Days. It's published by Ravel Baker Publishing Group. came out in September, so it is a brand new, hot-off-the-presses book. And uh, we'll be back with more conversation with Dr. Lehman right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media-Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org helpmytroubledteen.org You're listening to Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. While you're there, you can listen to past conversations on a variety of parenting topics and also subscribe to Trace's blog. We encourage you to do that when you visit licensedtoparent.org. And today, we're talking with Dr. Kevin Lehman about a book that probably could help all of us get through our own Late Childhoods Better, and that's How how to Avoid Being Hurt. That's not the name of the book, but uh, it's called When Your Kid is Hurting. And uh, we're trying to, to dive into the aspects of how to help our kids get through those tough days in life. Trace? Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Lehman, you talk about out there and in there issues. What's the difference? Can you talk about that? Well, the out there ones we see every day. We see them from mass shootings to terrorist things 
You don't have to look far to find those out there things. But see, particularly with young children, those of you who have young children, I would caution you about screen time with kids. Oh, boy. Kids should have very little screen time. Yeah. But kids will see things on TV, and they will see a disaster. There was a disaster out in Hawaii recently, and a disaster with a hurricane. And these things become very impressionable to young children. It scares them, to put it bluntly. And the out there ones, you be smart and sort of reinterpret for that child what that meant. Yes, honey, that was a very scary situation for those people. But we would have to get in our car and drive for four days and spend four nights in a hotel to even get to where that happened. That happened a long way away from us. Mm-hmm. Now, Grandma and Grandpa live down the street. Your aunt and uncle are just a few miles away. Your school is here. Your church is here. Our home is fine. And you sort of have to reorganize that kid's thinking. And, and they have to hear the message, you're safe and okay here. Yeah. Okay? Now... With the fact that people are hurting over in Hawaii or through a hurricane, there is a group called Red Cross. There's other people. There's Operation Blessing over at the 700 Club. I'm very familiar with what they do, where, you know what, you can write a check, but you can have a conversation with even a six-year-old about, you know, honey, we need to help those people. We should send some money to them. And you might ask a six-year-old, well, honey, how much should we send them? Oh, we should send them a million dollars, Mommy. <laughs> well, honey, I don't think we can cut a million right now, but how about if we started with 25 or 50 or $100? Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be okay. The point is you want to show your kid that you care about other people to the extent where you'll open up your pocketbook and help. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more important than anything else, Rich and Trish. Oh, Morris Cotton taught, no doubt about that. You mentioned screens, and we're, we're big on that here. I mean, we, you know, as you know, at Shepherd Hill Academy, our kids are unplugged for an entire year, and the transformation that takes place in their brain, in their heart, mind, and spirit is just unbelievable. Um, why wouldn't we outlaw these addictive adult toys in the hands of these, these young kids, what are we thinking? Am I, if I lost my mind or is, is there a point to be made that maybe? No, I, I don't think you have, but I think the parents who put the new Goliath, as I call it, in the kids' hands, the cell phone is the new Goliath. Yeah, new God. And it's a pathway, and you're not going to beat this Goliath. This one's not going down. This one's here forever. But parents fall prey to, well, other kids have them. Right. But... You see kids with tablets who are three years old. It's insane. Screen time. If you look at any of the research on screen time with young children, Mm -hmm. it's not good for them uh, educationally, mentally, or in any way, quite frankly. But parents use them as babysitters. That's true. And here's the other thing. You know, when a kid says, Mom, I'm bored. Dad, I'm bored. I say, well, honey, you can be bored all day. Oh, wait a minute. No, you don't have to be bored all day. That's right. Uh, give me five minutes, and I'm going to have a list of things for you to do, and I guarantee you, you will not be bored the rest of the day. There you go. <laughs> now, in that five-minute period, watch how unbored your child gets. Yeah. You state in your book that your child should uh, be like a Tupperware container. Can you expound on that? Yeah, pop the lid on that one. Yeah. Your kid needs to be Tupperware-like. If you've ever used Tupperware, it's a great little plastic containers. 
They come in all shapes and sizes, as do our kids. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once you seal them and you drop them on the floor, guess what? They bounce back. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world, right. and and Tupperware can stand a a pretty good beating, quite frankly. <laughs> and uh, kids in the world, I'm telling you, there's going to be the cheap shots. There's going to be those kids who are going to come after your kid, and they need that resolve, and they have to know that there's a safe haven that they can return to yeah. and get replenished and get wisdom, and that's from good old mom and dad. So Amen. parents, again. I love to ask you the question, are you rearing your kids in a home or hotel? And most parents raise their kids in hotels, meaning they give them room service, food service, and a little expected of them. Unbelievable. If you want kids to have a healthy concept of what the home is, let them give back to the home. Now start off by making your bed. But, you know, many parents have been taught to ask their kids questions, and uh, you talk about the importance of asking them their opinions. I, I really like that. Um, why Why are asking them th- their opinions so important? Well, if your wife says to you, Trace, Rich, can I have your opinion about X, Y, or Z? You'll talk the ear off. Mm-hmm. Or if your wife says, honey, why do you whatever? <laughs> You're going to shut down. Yeah. You're going to say, wait a minute, what I do wrong? What am I in trouble for? Oh, no, what is it now? And so asking opinion, when you ask a kid an opinion, what are you really saying? I value what you think. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. It's, it's a miracle, I'm telling you. That, that in of itself is worth the price of the book. If mm-hmm. you can master that one, what's your opinion? Yeah. Uh, and what do you mean by flaunt your imperfections in front of your kids? Well, so many times as parents, let's face it, we come across like we have all the answers to about everything that life throws us. Yeah. And think of people that you're attracted to, parent. What, what, what is the quality about that person that you seek out their advice or wisdom? What, what is it about them? Is it that down-to-earth nature they have? Is it their willingness to share their flaws with you? See, you become approachable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple stuff. I mean, what we're talking about today is not rocket science, but right. parents, you need to understand that your kid is hurting, and that hurting process is is there, and it happens every day in your kid's life to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Dr. Kevin Lehman. He's author of the new book we've been talking about, When Your Kid is Hurting, Helping Your Child Through the Tough Days. And again, it's published by Ravel Baker Publishing Group. It came out in September, so uh, you should be able to find it by now online and wherever you find your books. Uh, it's available, this is one place, at Dr. Lehman's website, which is drlehman.com. That's D-R-L-E-M-A-N.com. Or again, wherever you get your books. Dr. Lehman, thank you so much for joining us on Licensed to Parent. Hey, you're welcome. They can look at Birth Order Guy. Dot com as well. That's an interactive website, birthorderguide.com. Very good. Thanks for having well, me. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Lehman. God bless you. And you can find us online at licensedtoparent.org. By the way, while you're there, remember you can discover past conversations that we have each week on a variety of parenting topics. You can also read Trace's blog, and you can invite Trace to speak to your next event. More importantly, though, you can join us in the work that we do with hurting families by becoming one of our ministry partners. Remember that the work we do on the radio is just one small piece of the life-changing work that goes on each day here at Shepherd's Hill. But that work is very expensive. 
Your tax-deductible gift in any amount can go a long way to help a family that couldn't otherwise afford residential care get the help they need for their hurting teen. So please prayerfully consider making a donation today and then simply click the Donate button at the top of the page and follow the prompts. And thank you in advance. Our technical producer on Licensed to Parent is Carl Peets. Our guest coordinator is Daniel Fasina. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time and renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.